Good morning. Uh, just a reminder for our confirmand classes that we will not be meeting tomorrow evening. Uh, but if you are a part of the second year's class, uh, I do have your test. It's on the uh, back table, so feel free to pick that up, uh, take it home, and bring it back the following week. Also, just uh, one more announcement that today is the last day to order poinsettias for uh, the Christmas Eve service. So there are some order forms in the back and also a box. So feel free to just put your order forms in the box whenever you're ready. The Old Testament reading for this, the second Sunday in Advent, is from the 11th chapter of Isaiah. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide disputes by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor. And decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. And with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his waist. And faithfulness the belt of his loins. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb. And the leopard shall lie down with the young goat. And the calf and the lion and the fattened calf together. And a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the cobra, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse, who shall stand as a signal for the peoples, of him shall the nations inquire, and his resting place shall be glorious. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the 15th chapter of Romans. Whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again it is said, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will come, even he who arises to rule the Gentiles. In him will the Gentiles hope. May the God of hope 
fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the third chapter. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region about the Jordan were going out to him, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit in keeping with repentance. and Do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. The Jordan River was flowing, was flowing not just with water, but with people. People were coming from all over Jerusalem. The entire county was taking a trip to the Jordan. And the people came for a good reason. They were coming because they were being washed. Not washed from dirt, but from a dirty heart. They were being cleansed, not in the body but in the soul. They dipped down into the water with tears in their eyes came up with smiles on their faces. God was using John the Baptist to make them clean. But then the Pharisees came and everything changed. I can almost imagine John is baptizing someone halfway and freezes. He sees Pharisees coming to the baptism. But they were different from the other people who were coming. There were no tears in their eyes, even though there should have been. They were coming with the same dirty hearts as everyone else, but sadly, they didn't think their hearts were that dirty. The Pharisees did not come to the Jordan River because they wanted their sins washed away, They just came because that's what everyone else was doing. They may have tried to dip themselves into the water, 
But they could have cared less if it flowed over them and took their sins away. They were just going through the motions. That's when John froze, looked at them and basically said, You are no better than a nest of snakes. Why are you here? Who told you to run away from the judgment that's coming? The Pharisees were coming, even though they didn't think they were that dirty. The Pharisees didn't think their souls were that polluted. Not like all of these other people at the Jordan. Pharisees were coming to just go through the motions. Sometimes on Sunday morning, the alarm goes off and we can go on autopilot. Wake up, drink coffee, eat, get dressed. Have to get to church by 8 or 10.30. Have to come to our little version of a Jordan River right here at Zion. Lots of other people come and join us. This church really is like our little version of a Jordan River. And when we come here to our Jordan River, one of the first things we do in worship is to confess our sins. And we may just go through the motions a bit as we say, O Almighty God, I, a poor, miserable sinner. That's what we say every week. But do we mean it? Do we really see ourselves as poor, miserable sinners with nothing of our own? As we walk into this river of confession at the beginning of our worship, do we really think we are poor, miserable sinners? Or is it easy to be like the Pharisees, that brood of vipers and Come to our Jordan River here just to go through the motions. Just say the words along with everyone else without even pausing to consider what we are saying. It's easy to do. Here in our Jordan River, in our confession of sins, we also say, I confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you. Those are hard words. Those are serious words. We confess every sin that has ever offended God. But how often do we realize that we are the ones who have offended God? Not other people. It's real easy to point to them. Us. And not that we've offended the people next to us, although we probably have, but that we have specifically offended God. And we go on to say, And I justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. That's such a serious thing to say here at our Jordan River. We confess that we deserve to be punished right now and forever for our sins. But how often do you really think about that one? Before church even starts, are we taking even just a minute to consider what we are about to say here in our Jordan River? We could. 
we probably should. Before worship starts, as we are walking to our Jordan of confession and absolution, are we even realizing why we're coming to our church today? Or can we get in that same habit like the Pharisees did, that brood of vipers that was just going through the motions? Pharisees who believe we really aren't that bad, others are worse than us. I don't know if John the Baptist would stand here today and shout that we're also a brood of vipers. But I think we can understand how easy it is not to fully appreciate what we're confessing. And even more so to fully appreciate what God is doing for us here. In our gospel reading... The Jordan River was flowing, not just with water, with people. And people were coming from all over the city. The entire county was coming to the Jordan. And the people were coming for a very good reason. They came because they were carrying all kinds of burdens. And they wanted those burdens lifted off. The people came being crushed under the weight of things they've done, not just to God, but things they've done to other people. They came because their hearts were hurting. They came because their souls were in pain. They walked from all over the city, all over the county, because God promised to lift those burdens off their shoulders. God promised he would lighten their their loads of their sins that they were carrying so they did not feel crushed anymore. God promised to take hearts that were hurting and do something so miraculous only he could do. Begin to heal what was broken. When the people entered the water bearing so much, they should have just sunk down to the bottom. And without God, they would have. But it was God who took them to that water. It was God who took them into the water, washed them, and carried all of that away from them. And it was God who carried all that away by promising a Savior was right around the corner who would bear those weights for all of them. Jesus was coming. Jesus was born. Jesus was crucified, died, buried. Jesus rose from the dead on the third day. And Jesus will come again. But you don't have to wait to have your burdens lifted. You don't have to wait to have hearts and minds begin to heal. When we confess our sins at the beginning of every worship service, this is your chance. This is your chance to enter the Jordan River Christ has set up for you and to bring your burdens to him. And it is Christ's chance to lift you up. Just as the people walked into that Jordan River with tears in their eyes and came up from that water with smiles on their faces, So Christ is also doing the same thing 
for you. We should come here to church bearing our sins. We can come here suffering with weights that are just too heavy for us to carry. We can and should come here with souls that are hurt, limping. We should come here with all of that. We can come here with all of that. Christ wants you to come with all of that. And then in our absolution, Christ says to you, I forgive you. And in those three words, he gives you everything that he did for you on the cross. In those words, I forgive you. He pours over you his body and blood sacrificed for you on the cross. In just those three little words, I forgive you. Jesus washes everything off of you and puts it on to himself. Jesus has come. Jesus will come again. But Jesus is also coming right now. And we need him. We need him to come so desperately. He comes in words to forgive you. He comes in your baptism every single day to continue to remind you that you are washed in his sacrifice. Every day with a flood much stronger than the Jordan River. He comes in the Lord's Supper to pour into your hearts the sacrificial river that still flows from his side. Jesus comes today to give you all that to you. He comes to lift your burdens. He comes to begin to heal your hearts. He comes to soften the pains of your minds and your souls. He comes with a Jordan much greater than any river. He comes with the Jordan River River flowing from his sacrifice all for you. Jesus came once as a baby. Jesus will come again as King of kings and Lord of lords. But we don't have to wait. Jesus is also coming to you today. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.